This is the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Segert van der Linden. In this first episode, you'll meet the team behind the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. The team is located all through Europe, but for this special occasion, I've rounded them all up to introduce them to you. We start our journey in the Netherlands with Jurjen Uitenbogaert. Welcome to the show, Jurjen. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Well, uh, you already mentioned my name. My name is uh, Jurjen Uitenbogaert. I'm living in the Netherlands. I'm 39 years old. I'm living in a small town called Eper near Apeldoorn, for those who are familiar in the Netherlands. I'm married, two kids, a girl of six and a son of two. Um, I'm going back with Inside already for two, 12 years. Uh, started as an Inside Account Manager, so the commercial part of, uh, of selling stuff in IT. Um, but four years ago I joined, uh, well, actually I created this team. I was the first Azure brother in, uh, in line. <laughs> Um, yeah, what we daily, uh, what we do on a daily basis is working with our customers or partners to let them embrace and adopt public cloud. That's me in a nutshell. Okay, you're in. Thank you. Um, we'll move. Well, we'll stay in the Netherlands and we go to uh, Koen de Vrij. Hi, Koen. Hi there. So uh, my name is Koen de Vrij. Um, working for Insight almost uh, nine years. Um, working for the EMEA team as a marketing and alliance uh, vendor manager. Uh, main role in uh, within this team is to get alignment uh, with our strategic vendors. And next to that, managing all the marketing activities across Europe. Um, and um, as an EMEA team, we're supporting the nine teams across Europe. Um, approximately in Europe, we have uh, 90 tier colleagues who are supporting our partner channel uh, and our partners in their whole cloud transformation uh, business. Yes, and later on in this episode, we'll be talking about the cloud, a short introduction into the subject. Um, that's not only with Kuhn, that's also with uh, Roger. Uh, Roger, how are you doing? Hi, I'm uh, fine, thank you. And hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Roger, or Roger Osterby, as it's pronounced in Swedish. I've um, been at Insight for around uh, three and a half years. I work as a manager for this small team of experts. And um, previously, I've been working in the IT industry since around 92. Uh, during that time, I've been focusing on mainly Microsoft technologies, uh, but also been working with VMware technologies for 10 years, Office 365 since launch, and now focusing on Azure for the last seven years. Uh, I live north of Stockholm with my family, and on my free time I do all kind of nerdy stuff IT people do. Nerdy stuff? Yeah. That's Yeah, like... you know, collecting video games, flying drones, 3D printing, stuff like that. Nice, nice. Thanks. So then from Sweden, we go to Italy. Uh, Carlo is sitting in Italy. Uh, how, are you, how are you doing, Carlo? Yeah, fine. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Carlo Gravaglia. Uh, I said I'm live from Italy and I'm part of this cloud transformation team. We call us also ourselves Azure Brothers. We're like, like a little family in the family. And I'm father of almost two. Actually, I'm waiting these days for the second one to come. Uh, maybe also I have to run instantly. Uh, <laughs> and I work in Inside for, let's say, a cumulative five years. Say cumulative because I had a seasonal break in the middle for a checkpoint. 
And I started with an internal account manager, and now I'm part of this team. Uh, I have a lot of expertise about cloud and uh, hybridation and cloud mindset, how to have the best approach in the cloud. And in, in let's say I started in, 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 in this team, like having, being more a commercial soul of this team, like Hurrian, but nowadays you don't have to be anymore only commercial so everyone is a bit commercial and technical so to get the best of it nice nice so we we already mentioned a few of the the terms you'll be hearing uh around in this podcast a lot like uh, cloud azure and in the second segment of the podcast we'll be talking a bit more about that uh, but first we go to alex who is also in the netherlands but not originally from the netherlands yeah. right alex hi everyone my name is Alexandru Malos. Yeah, I am originally from Romania. I live in the Netherlands for uh, yeah more than two years now, and I work for Insight for almost two years. Uh, well, back in Romania, I used to work for uh, Microsoft as well. So I'm a, one of the technical souls of the team. And and yeah, I, I do want to confirm that uh, uh, even the commercial guys are very techy. So be careful. <laughs> I'm the only non-taggy in this uh, in this whole group. <laughs> oh, Kun raises his finger. He's not. I'm not the only one. Nice. Thank you, Kun. I, I feel at home. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, well, we will be no, talking no, no, to no. to <laughs> all of you in the next couple of episodes of the podcast. Um, but first, we go to our second segment of today, and that's an introduction to the cloud. You probably know of the cloud as being the place where you back up your photos and important documents. And while that is true, there is more to this technology. With me are Insights Koen de Vrij and Roger Osterberg to talk about how to use the cloud to benefit your company. Koen, can you take us back to the very beginning? Uh, a few weeks ago, you told me a good story about the origins of the cloud and how it all started with Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Can you share the story with us? Yeah, so um, a couple of weeks ago, I did my Azure fundamental training and within that training, there was a trainer and he told uh, me an interesting story where I thought, hmm, it's, 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 it's good to understand the capacity of the cloud. So what happens uh, back in the days uh, when public cloud of when Jeff Bezos had an, um, an, an web shop and um, at a certain point, uh, Black Friday in the US is very um, uh, uh, big over there is that um, he run out of capacity so he had a lot of legacy of a lot of uh, delays on his orders etc so he lost a lot of millions of dollars so within that year uh, Jeff Bezos had uh, the idea in okay but I never want to have that delay um, uh, in at Black Friday anymore so um, during that year, he built a complete server park, make sure that there's no, uh, that there will be no delay on Black Friday. So at Black Friday, the year after, um, um, so there was completely no delay, all the orders went through, etc. But the, the, in the second year, uh, he had a real problem because those servers were running uh, and there was nothing on those servers and, and just eating up electri electricity and, and, and just maintenance. So uh, back in the days, there was uh, the US was transforming their whole pension systems. 
Um, so they had to do, the US government had to do a lot of recalculations. And uh, Jeff Bezos heard that um, uh, from, the, from the government. So he thought, okay, what if they can use my server park in order to make that calculation? Because if they do it on their old service, it will take uh, years and years uh, to recalculate that whole pension system. Um, so um, uh, long, long story short is that uh, the US government uh, took the whole calculations on the Amazon service while they are doing nothing, uh, the service, and then um, uh, they did the whole recalculations within a fraction of time, within a couple of weeks. Um, and with that in mind, um, he was uh, redeveloping the whole public cloud as, okay, but what if you have overcapacity and how can you manage that through multiple uh, clients in order to make the capacity on your server uh, yeah, uh, as good as possible? So it yeah. was an interesting story to, to hear in how the whole development of the public cloud uh, went from a web shop to a server, to uh, more capacity, to uh, to creating all kind of solutions, what will help you uh, in the in the, in the future? Yeah, yeah. So, so Roger, the cloud uh, actually started as a way to expand your the company's server capacity at peak times. Is that still that it? Is is that still it, or is is there more to it? That's one of the parts of the cloud. Um, when we're and I think we will address it a bit later as well. But the cloud is, it's all about um, scaling. You can scale up, you can scale down, uh, right size the workload exactly specific for your needs. If you buy servers in your own data centers, they have a fixed value in CPU memory and hard drives and so on. And as Kuhn said, um, if you don't have need for those uh, CPUs and memory, etc., or only use five or ten percent of them, you paid money for nothing. Uh, with the cloud, you can scale it up, scale it down, uh, just for your needs. So that's still very true today. Yeah, you hear a lot about talk about moving to the cloud. What what does that mean? Well, moving to the cloud. It's not an all or nothing operation. I think for many companies, this will be a journey. That journey starts with something. For some companies, they might move their backups to the cloud. For others, they move their mail, or most companies already done. So they're already in the cloud with Office 365, for example. And some companies take it the whole way and move their entire uh, infrastructure, everything to the cloud. And um, we see that more and more, especially with the smaller companies. For big companies, they, they often have a hybrid solution so so if, if, if you say they're moving everything to the cloud that means also uh, software they use that that run from the cloud yeah so that means the server the infrastructure the networks uh, the applications everything uh, of course they have the end devices uh, on their desktop or PC or Macintosh or whatever but the whole infrastructure they were running in their own data center or um, yeah whatever place they, they had the servers is now moved to, to the cloud yeah, and integrated. Integrated? What do you mean by that? Yeah, with other uh, cloud services. So, for example, uh, we're talking multi-cloud today. So you might use some part of Microsoft um, uh, 365, Office 365 or Microsoft 365. You might use some part of Azure and then you might use some part of Amazon or even Google in combination. So 
it's only it's not only one cloud it's it's a multi-cloud world yeah uh, 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 Kuhn, uh, there's always a big question of course i think when you talk to companies about about making that journey uh the big question then is is it expensive to move to the cloud i think it depends uh, how you look at it um if you have a traditional uh partner um where you would like to lift and shift uh, your uh, capacity from your own data center to the cloud and do nothing more or nothing less, um, it will be more expensive. But if you're looking at the cloud that you can turn it down, turn it off, use capacity when needed, um, you can do uh, a lot of um, uh, tweaks in order to make it cheaper and not that expensive. Um, for example, um, if you have your working days, for if you have a company and uh, your working days are from eight to six, for example, um, and you have 100 employees working, um, those 100 employees don't want any delay. Um, uh, calculation capacity needs to be up to speed. Um, but after six o'clock, um, maybe you have one or two employees who are working uh, 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 at night, etc. So you can turn your capacity down um, uh, during uh, late late hours and turn it up again um, uh, when you start uh, in the morning. So it's an all uh, it's a complete different kind of approach uh, when you are using cloud. Yeah. So in the long run, it'll save you money. In the long run, it will save. Yeah. Yeah. Because because you don't have, as as Roger mentioned, you don't have those servers running over and over again doing nothing, and uh, you're yeah sharing your capacity with other uh, with other companies or other people in order to uh, yeah to to balance the cost. What kind of businesses can can benefit from a move to the cloud? It's all over the place. I think everybody can can benefit uh, from the cloud. From small companies who have a server in the corner of their office, um, uh, to big companies um, uh, who drive really uh, their own data center. I think if you're looking at uh, the partner landscape, there will be some sort of hybrid world. And hybrid world is uh, where you connect multi-cloud to servers and and, and or vice versa where you try to use the best technology for what you want uh, uh, from uh, from a from a server or from uh, from a surface so um, uh, it will all be around combinations of technology what works for you yeah yeah uh, Roger uh, we've uh, heard the phrase public cloud there's a public cloud and a private cloud C can, can you tell me the difference between those if we start with um, the public cloud uh, you often think of the big three so Microsoft Amazon Google there are some others like uh, the Chinese Alibaba these are massive global clouds or uh, combination and sets of data centers. So for example, Microsoft operates now, I think in 58 regions. And in each region that have between four and eight data centers. So it's a massive scale. Also the, the thing with global um, public cloud is that the consumption model is quite the same. So you pay per use. Um, it's monitored by minute or second or something like that. While private clouds is operated by smaller companies, often service providers, hosters, ISVs, they are often localized, uh, built either on VMware or Hyper-V. 
So there are many similarities. They're both virtualized. They deliver services as you need them. But the consumption model can sometimes be a bit different. And they often uh, include other services into, into the model. But um, that's the general difference. Yeah. And, and if we talk... Uh... If, if Insights talks about the cloud and the clouds, uh, you move a business to the cloud, if, if you help businesses moving to the cloud, that's then, then we talk about the public cloud. Am I correct? Yeah, it depends on which one uh, you're talking about at Insight. We're 12,000 people around the globe. <laughs> okay, so yeah. uh, we have some people actually focusing on uh, VMware and, and uh, Citrix and those things in private clouds. But for this group uh, you're speaking to right now, we have a heavy focus on uh, Microsoft Azure. So it's definitely the public cloud. Okay, well, and then you talked us to that one name I've been hearing a lot, Microsoft Azure. Roger, can you ex explain to me what, what it is and, and what it does? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of funny because uh, I heard like 15 variants of Azure, Azure, uh, oh, I can't even uh, <laughs> recall Azure, all the variants, depending yes. on which country you're in. Uh, but yeah. um, well, it means blue and uh, the cloud is blue. So somewhere around 2000, seven, eight, something like that, Microsoft decided to um, move into um, the same race as Amazon. So they um, started building these data centers. Uh, they already had some of the data centers for uh, previous cloud services, uh, but um, it evolved from there to what it is today, uh, a really stable, global, connected set of data centers uh, covering the whole globe. You can pretty much do anything with Azure. Um, so we divide it into two parts. It's IaaS, Infrastructure as a Service, and PaaS, uh, Platform as a Service. So within these two flavors, you can build, deploy, manage, um, do pretty much whatever you do in your local on-prem data center. Yeah, on the next episode, we'll be uh, diving a little bit deeper into Microsoft Azure. Um, Kun, question for you. Uh, question uh, that people ask a lot when it comes to the cloud, is it safe? Um, I think if, if you're looking at Microsoft, they are aligned to all ISO certificates, uh, what's needed. Um, uh, yes, it's safe. Um, if you're looking at um, uptime uh, on, on data centers, yes, it's safe. Um, but it's um, it's it's on such a global scale that when uh, something happens in, for example, in Shanghai, and they uh, they 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 solve that problem, for example, it goes directly to the globe uh, the, to the global uh, service, so everybody is uh, safe again. So they have complete uh, big teams who 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 managing that that um, uh, that protection. Uh, so I think. Based on yeah the certificates certificates they have, plus uh, their global reach um, and all the things they do to make it um, as safe as possible, I think yeah it's safe. Yeah. Okay. And yes, you will hear a lot uh, that there will be breaches or or breaks or or or, or attacks, but um, uh, I think at the moment Microsoft is is fast enough to uh, to uh, to protect it. I think you can really benefit from Microsoft being a global company. That there's hundreds now, I think thousands of people working on that cloud and uh, trying to make it as safe, stable, and secure as possible. 
Yeah, and Microsoft is uh, is investing uh, roughly one billion dollars uh, a year on 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 protecting their their full cloud, and uh, yeah. uh, uh, and that's a lot. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's true. That's a lot. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, Roger, uh, Insight takes businesses on a so-called cloud journey. Can you can you explain what that journey means? Yeah. So. The cloud journey is actually a framework or a process in a way. Um, it's built to make sure that we follow a procedure so we don't miss out on anything on the on the journey through the cloud. We have the outer layer and, and uh, the basic building foundations of the cloud journey is uh, plan, build, manage. But underneath these we also broken it up to to several sub segments so for example we have educate where we help partners educate in specific topics we have um, assessment uh, we have design build migrations etc so it makes it really easy for the customer to understand where am i today what is the next step but also for ourselves when we when we talk to a customer so it's it helps both us and the customer on their journey. So the cloud journey uh, consists roughly out of three phases, plan, build, manage. Let's start with the first one, plan. What do you do in this phase? So uh, within the plan phase, that's the first phase uh, we take our customers through. We start with education. We have um, different ways of educate our partners. So it could be through webinars, documents, white papers, uh, on-site events, and so on. The next step is discover. So we can, for example, set up uh, discovery workshops, uh, remote or at the customer location, where we discuss a specific topic, trying to understand where the customer are and what's uh, their next step and needs. And uh, the final phase of plan is assessment. So when the customer has a need, for example, move a backup to the cloud, let's say that. Uh, we can help them with the assessment. Uh, so we'll both technically and licensing-wise look at the current situation and where they're moving to so we can uh, get all the metrics and input to build a design later on in the next phase. Yes, so that next phase is build. Kuhn, can you talk us through the steps you take in, in that phase? So if you're looking at the build phase, uh, three steps, design, deploy, migrate. Um, with um, uh, When you did your planning uh, where you want to go to and what kind of solution you would like to move to the cloud, um, we can support our partners to uh, design their new solution or existing solutions in a cloud uh, cloud approach uh, by uh, aligning all technologies, aligning uh, uh, and make sure that uh, you have a stable or new uh, platform to run in the cloud. Um, after that, um, when we have designed that solution, we can move to deploy um, where we set up uh, that whole, we built that whole design into the cloud. And uh, eventually, uh, when it's all running and working, uh, we can migrate uh, existing data from your existing data center into that uh, uh, new uh, deployment or in that new situation uh, in the cloud. Yeah, so so that's when you've actually moved to the cloud and then you yeah. start the manage phase. 
Yeah, so if you're looking at the manage phase, um, in that manage phase, we have optimized monitor support. Um, within uh, optimization, um, uh, after a while, when we migrate data um, within Azure, you have a lot of tools which you can use to see, okay, how it's going on, um, uh, what aspect of, of the design do we need to um, uh, uh, optimize for, uh, or cost benefit or, or speed benefit, uh, those kind of things. Um, we can help a partner uh, with that whole process. Um, next to that, from a monitoring uh, uh, perspective, um, monitoring is um, uh, looking at your environment, um, make sure that over time all the stuff is running well and that you don't have problems to your end users. And uh, we have 24-7 support uh, where we can help our clients uh, in, in solving problems uh, uh, and, and making uh, decisions on that. Good. So then my last question was, what should I do if I wanted to make migrate to the cloud? But I think the answer is just they contact inside. Correct. Of course, you should contact us. Correct. Yes, contact inside. Okay, guys, uh, thank you very much, uh, Koen de Vrij and Roger Osterberg from Insight for this conversation. This was the Insight Cloud Channel podcast hosted by me, Zegert van der Linde. Special thanks to Jurjen, Koen, Roger, Carlo and Alex for their inputs. If you want to know more about Insight and their services, check insight.com. We'll be back with a new episode where we'll dive deeper into Microsoft Azure. That's in the next episode of the Insight Cloud Channel podcast. See you then.